The following content has the right to remain silent. It does not have the ability. Start the show. Yeah, you can't give them everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, we have the right. We're not exercising it. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. I, I didn't want to see how well I could actually trying stay to hold silent. it in. It just it wasn't it happening. It was not working out at all. Like my face was contorting. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I, I don't know why you attempted that. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals Opinions while black, your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I'm your boy Oz. I'm your HEB value Drake, the fluent one. And uh, Euphonic wanted to be here, but he is uh, off this week celebrating uh, his another uh, turn around the universe for his mother. Uh, actually, go ahead and go ahead and hit Euphonic's mom with the air horns. Yes, uh, always a celebration. Um. Many happy returns, madam. Uh, I've spent many. I have spent many evenings laughing my ass off with that lady. That's a first class lady right there. Um, how was your week, man? How, what's your mental health like, bro? How was the week? Uh, I, the it is. A, it is. I got into the pool yesterday. Okay, uh, that, we can do air horns for that. Uh, yeah, it's, it 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 helps. Like yeah, it was hot yesterday though. It was hot as fuck. I was on the phone. It was so hot that my phone went off, like mid conversation. It was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we don't even have this. We don't even talk about this. No Not more. gonna Just, happen today. Yeah. No. I was like, bro. At first, I thought I lost signal. Right. I look at the phone. This conversation is not as important as you think it is. <laughs> Little temperature sign on the screen. <laughs> Hydrate and shut the fuck up. That's that's what they wanted you to know. Um. How so, about you? How you doing? Uh, you know, hanging in there. It's all good. Um, been getting a lot of writing done this uh, this week. On I have a week. Like my thing is, um, when I hit a wall, don't do that. It's not good for your hand. Um, when I hit a wall on a project, (laughs) and uh, you know, I'm not sure where to go from that point. I you know shift my focus to working on something else, and something else came to me very randomly for a comic that I had uh, written notes for. And um, I think the notes together with kind of what I had in my head kind of uh, finally came together into something that I can put, start putting on paper in a script uh, substantially. And so um, I, you know, sometimes I get lost in that idea and I just, I'll go at it for days um, do you have like a organization tool that you use? I have uh, random note. I have a random notebook. I have a notebook that I put all of my thoughts in. Not all of my thoughts, mm-hmm. but random thoughts that I think are going to go away because I'm in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it could be quotes from something else. It could be a song lyric that I thought was really cool. Um, it could be really anything. Um, I had, it, it did, I got this idea from a great book that I, that I read called Steal Like an Artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I actually just bought the journal for, which is which has some exercises that are really helpful. Um, so I run, I had kind of hit a wall on working on Shogun, and um, so a lot of what I was doing with that project at the time was going back and refining some things and re-editing some things, but. I don't consider re-editing some things in something that's an ongoing project as necessarily forward movement. It is, though. It is in its way. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of realizing that it, a little it, bit. It is, you know, because yeah. what you're doing is you're refining that, that project, you know. Um, when you've been exposed to new information. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, we do that even within software development. Mm. Uh, we were talking about that with uh, one of my teammates and... She was like, well, I've been making progress, but then the more progress I make, the more I realize I have to change the same things that I've already done. So what I'm doing is I'm going back and I'm refining and editing right. what's, already, what's there already there so that it's more cohesive. It accounts for these different scenarios. So I, I haven't moved forward. And the lead is like, nah, that's that's moving forward because you're making the product better. Yeah, you know that's what I true. Mean? That's so, true. You got to look at editing as being part of that forward progress because you're making not just the product better, but that process of doing it makes you better too. You know what I'm saying? And the product, yeah, and that's true. And 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 if you're doing it right, it it sounds different. It looks different, and you know it's asking new things of you going forward and the art and the artist potentially. Um, so yeah, I was doing some of that and, you know, so I, and it led to me starting a, a new project that I think, um, is really worthwhile. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but there's, it's, it definitely centers a, uh, black woman, um, kind of unconventional in its way. Um, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this about it and walk away from it, but, um, a, a creator, a comic creator by the name of uh, N.D. Stevenson. They always say, oh, well, one of the things I took away from them years ago when I started working on Neverland mm-hmm. was always, yes, women need to be shown as heroic, need to be shown as um, positive figures, um, that can represent something for uh, a young girl or can inspire someone, but they also need to be seen as being. But they also need to be seen as being a fucking mess. The whole spectrum has to be represented, and I think I've come up with an interesting thing that has developed into a more interesting thing, where a lot of those places on that spectrum can be represented. Also, I want to see Spider Verse. Across the Spider-Verse, amazing film. Amazing, visually incredible film. Visually arresting, wonderful voice acting, um, a storyline that very much 
progresses a character that I think by the end of this trilogy is going to be every like that like Miles Morales Spider Man is going to be every bit as popular as Peter Parker at some point. Hmm. Um, because the Peter Parker people are diehards. I was one of them. I was one of them. There's a point in in the comics where Doctor Octopus becomes Spider Man. Uh, mm. I'm not going through that whole explanation, but at some point, Peter Parker kind of sort of died, and Doctor Octopus took over as uh, I forgot what he called himself, the Superior Spider Man. That sounds accurate. That sounds him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they threw a fucking fit. Miles Morales has taken up the costume and has a fandom, has a worthwhile fandom, um, and I think has found his place in cultural resonance. Like, he's a black Puerto Rican Spider-Man who wears fucking Jordan 1s. That's all the cultural awesomeness you need. And his, <laughs> and his, spider, and his spider logo looks like he... Um, tagged it like like he spray painted it. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And then on top of that, the voice acting is wonderful. I love that Brian Tyree Henry is finding his way and has not gotten pigeonholed since Atlanta. Um, very good stuff. I sat through. I sat through a um, oh what was it? Movie. The, the no, the theater in in uh, Pearland, and they told me that one of the ACs was broken. Oh, and that if it gets too hot, you can go ahead before the movie's over and go ahead and get your money back. You got your money back? No, I sat through that shit. Oh, it wasn't that hot. No, it, it, I guess I was on the side that was okay, uh, and there weren't too many people in there, so it was fine. Uh, they could have turned it down a couple of degrees, but it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I think they were just making sure that one didn't break as well. Because um, I'm noticing that a lot, too. Like, apparent, according to Craig Lindsay, that's becoming a new epidemic. Broken air conditions? Broken air conditions in the movie theater, which is the one place on Earth I would think you would never want a broken air conditioner. Oh, uh, I mean, everything's under strain right now. That's true too. That's true like, too. They they probably they probably rocking the shit out them evaporator coils. Hey, the, the, this ridiculous heat yes. is oppressive, and they have to continue so. operating during the prime, you know, hours of that. I feel bad for the motherfuckers that work there. You got to go in that hot ass theater and clean up and shit. Oh no, I don't, I don't like it. It's mad, but everywhere's you're right. Everywhere's like that. The lake house we went to, they said, "Do not turn this shit." They had a nest mm-hmm. thing. Do not turn this shit below seventy two. Oh yeah, this whole fucker will freeze. The whole system will fucking freeze, and and it did. Um, which is why I did not stay on that. It was like a three story house. I did not stay on that third story long. Fuck that shit. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here, man? Um, y'all trying to prove something? Is it just y'all just trying not to go home because your air because your AC's off? Uh, let me know. It's fine. Uh, you got us for two hours. 
They lost a bet drinking shots. That seems more likely. That seems you, like the you know, more likely thing. That's that's how they got here. You don't have to you don't have to spare my feelings, guys. Um shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the last times, the long times. Uh shout out to everybody on Spotify, Google, iHeart, SoundCloud, uh anywhere I iHeart, anywhere quality content is being disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Hey. Thanks so much for the money. Thanks for our latest new additions. Um Moya, uh uh Miss Hanging Out on the East Coast with you. Love you girl. Um and shout out to our newest addition to the Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Lindsay. Hey. Um that's how mysterious that man moves. That man will that, that man will show up, have uh one of uh, make one of the strangest episodes we've ever we've ever recorded ever in the history of this podcast. Be out and then uh join the Patreon, join the Discord crew. Everybody was happy as shit to see him pop up in Discord. <laughs> they they literally they literally put up a a meme of Stone Cold coming down, stomping down the ramp. <laughs> so good. Um, Want to send flowers uh, to the ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha and Sorority Incorporated. Okay. Go ahead, hit them with the air horns right now. Uh, the AKAs, and I'm, and I'm looking this up again because I want to make sure I've gotten this right. Uh, I am intrigued. I, you should be. We, you know, I think sometimes as people that went to college, uh, it's easy to forget. Um, it's easy to forget that those so, those fraternities and sororities that made um, that made the yard so fun also do things in the community. Oh yeah, no, we definitely did things in the community. Um, and so the ladies of, uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated have actually made history okay. by starting the first black owned woman led credit union. Nice. Congrats to them. Very much congrats to them. Uh, let me see. Let me go ahead and, uh, this is according to the root Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority has made history by incorporating its own credit union. The For Members Only, or FMO, credit union is now the first black-owned, sorority-based, women-led digital banking financial financial institution in the United States. That is perfect. As one of this country's oldest service organizations, Alpha Kappa Alpha was founded by black-educated college women. Um, That kind of goes without saying. Uh, now the organization has almost, uh, a half a million members, uh, following FMO's debut at the sorority's international headquarters in Chicago, Danette Anthony Reed, uh, CEO and international president of AKA explained the institution's importance. Quote, everyone doesn't understand the impact we make financially. So you have to start doing things. So folks know how, how to control our money. Uh, we have FMO Credit Union is chartered, regulated, and insured by the National Credit Union Administration. 
It will offer a variety of banking services, including primary savings and loans, during its first year of operations. The institution is available to AKA members, their immediate family members, Alpha Kappa Alpha staff, and credit union employees. The credit union is based partially on the six the sorority's six initiatives, including building and sustaining economic wealth. Uh, FMO Federal Credit Union Executive Terry Bradford Eason stated every member will be an owner of the credit union. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority was founded in 1908 at Howard University. Did not know that. Uh, For a century, the organization has upheld pillars in both service and tradition. Members of the prestigious organization has included distinguished members like Vice President Kamala Harris, the late Toni Morrison, and television personality Star Jones. Harris has a vigorous history of supporting community lenders and banks stemming back to her days in the Senate. Um, that really says it all. That's pretty good, man. Um, I'm always down for the black-owned for the black-owned uh, financial institutions. Absolutely, especially when you can jump in on a credit union. Um, Very, yeah. Credit unions. If if there's any listeners who are not as familiar, generally will give you better rates on your savings. Mm-hmm. and they will give you lower interest rates on the types of loans that you can get. And for whatever connection that you have to some that are public-based, you know, just a general credit union, and then others that are more specific, like this one where you are a member or a family adjacent uh, to a member, mm-hmm. like they will give you those rates because it's it's specialized and that the insurers are able to, like, back them up ways for it different than a general purpose for the world type institution. Right. You know, they're not doing it solely for the money. So they don't have to have the same type of profit rates as, you know, bank of America or Wells Fargo. Um, and just off of that description, that is definitely something we could, um, use more of in the community. Um, I know credit unions are not necessarily, um, I mean, they're not necessarily in short supply, but that's definitely always something um, people that look like us, our community can use um, to catch up financially to um, our oppressors and to catch up just financially um, neighborhood by neighborhood, community by community, keeping that, keeping a lot of that money um, among us. So uh, definitely uh, one more time, uh, air horns for Alpha Kappa Alpha. Going into Humans Ain't Shit. Oh, wait, no. I definitely had some flowers I wanted to show out. Go ahead. Before we move on, yes. I have to shout out the young kids from Metaphor Houston, representing the city of Houston at the International Brave New Voices competition last night. They won the entire tournament and are the champions. Let's fucking go. So these... these Houston has not been to Brave New Voices since pandemic. Um, I'll say. Pandemic changed a lot of things. You know, you had some kids who missed out on being able to go to that. Uh, It's a program that has been running for uh, almost 20 years, I think. Um, So you have people who've literally grown up doing this and then are now running it, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so for these these kids to have gotten together, they put a lot of work to get onto the team. There's various mm-hmm. programs along with the Alley Theater, Writers in Schools. Yes. Um, different adult mentors like Black Blues, Rain, Outspoken yes. Bean, who are putting in work and doing these writing workshops with these kids, um, giving them platforms for them to express themselves, to develop, and then cultivating a small group from over a hundred something kids that have participated from around the city. And, and now you have these, these final, final moments where they fly out to San Francisco, go into a tournament with people from all around the country and other cities around the world. They've had previous people from like London or Guam or South Africa. All very competitive. Just to be able to get out there and, and to rock it the way they did. I'm, I'm very happy and there's a lot of people who are proud of them in the in the artist community. So definitely wanted to shout them out. There's always that saying, clap for the poets, not the scores. But damn it, uh, they brought that bitch home. Clap for the scores, too. <laughs> I had a head. Nope. Nope. No. 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 That's not the one. That's not the right one. Air horns. We- <laughs> that is not the one. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I thought you had it primed. I I. It was a slip of the fingers, a button right under it. Um, God damn it. <laughs> and they better not have. The, the chaperones yeah. are for Yeah, yeah. Keep to yourself. <laughs> Keep to yourself, damn it. Um, oh, my God. Going into Humans Ain't Shit. Um, this week's Humans Ain't Shit is just kind of a public service announcement. Um. There's no one way to be black. I mean that. There's no there's no manual to being black for real. There's no one way to being black. And in times like this, when I'm going to say it, we are under attack from a lot of different sides, we have to learn to show grace differently. We have to. A um, couple of things I might discuss this episode involved grace, and we just have to we just have to find better ways to communicate things to each other. We have to find better ways to engage in community with one another. Um, and community. I well, I don't want to. Like I said, we'll talk about it down the road, but. I think some of y'all are confusing community for conformity. And those are not the same thing, and they don't have to be. Mm. Um, so just something to keep in mind going forward. Um, have grace. Um, with that, doesn't have to be a long thing this week. Song of the week. I've got... Wrong Hands by Emotional Oranges. Um, So go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good episode, and we'll be back. More opinions while black. Let's go. Clap, white people.
That was justified by emotional oranges. Um, that's a bop, man. That 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 that, that is a, a get ready to go to the function. Uh, spin that in your car <laughs> joint. I, I I like that in in the whole thing. Basically, basically, uh, that's the, that's the pre gaming track. That not only is that the pre gaming track, that is, uh. That's that subliminal joint because the song seems all all completely be about uh, the chemistry getting to uh, the chemistry getting too thick, and we are about we are about to leave and go make something happen. Um, I think we've all been that nigga that uh, ruined girls' night. So <laughs> what? I would never, I, I, sir. I was about to say, sir. Yeah, I think we you know we've all been that nigga to ruin girls' night once. I would never. And you know, in the, the next day, nobody minded. Um, <laughs> what is going on this week in the rundown? Uh, clap it up for Jamie Foxx, man. Jamie Foxx um, wanted us to know that he is that he is recovering, has recovered, and is getting back to work. Uh, clap it up for this man. Yes, yes. Speaking of, I hadn't watched it yet, but have you seen that, uh, whatchamacallit? They cloned Tyrone? Yeah. No, I have not watched it yet. I heard it was pretty good from so far. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely invested in something I'm going to really sit down and watch. Um, I did see an interview with, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, what was it, uh, John Boyega and uh, old girl, um, who by the way I saw the preview for the Marvels that she's in. 
She's in the Marvels? Yes. Uh, I don't know if they're calling her Photon yet, but... Wait, that's not the same woman. Yeah, it is. And they clone Tyrone. Monica, what's her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. I you you're not telling me anything I don't already know. Yes, yes, bro. I'm just yeah, looking real, looking real, looking real good in that uh Marvel suit, man. Um, I don't know why. I more got one people reason I'm going to see that movie. I don't know why more people aren't talking about the Marvels, dog. That shit looks hard. I I got one reason I'm going to I, see that. Movie. I feel you, dog. I feel you. They, they there's a apparently there's a scene where they're like eating chicken and Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx and Sis are eating are eating the chicken that they've been given, and it's all like day old and hard and cold and shit. And John Boyega is just chowing down, and it turns out that he had himself he had some some fresh hot chicken from the from the hood spot up the corner <laughs> and delivered to, to the movies. delivered to to the set. <laughs> So they eating prop chicken and he got the real thing. He got the real heart. He got the real shit. And this nigga, this nigga is funny. I look every time a, a, every time a project comes up with him, I am always so happy because this nigga is a fucking fool when it comes to promoting this shit. He acts a damn fool in all the interviews and they were talking about it. And he looks, he looks and goes, look, everyone does rich a little differently. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga wild, bro. Um, so I am uh, very excited to watch that movie. But I'm happy to know that Jamie Foxx is is back. He's in good spirits. Um, he is recovering. He sounds good. Um, he was uh, now, and I got. As a matter of fact, we're gonna just go ahead and get our first shut the fuck up of the day out of the way. Um, we're jumping ahead. No, I mean yes and no. Cause he's so I want all of you conspiracy theory niggas to chill. Now they've come up with this shit where, Oh, that's not the real Jamie Foxx because he looks a little different. Anybody who has had someone in their family that under that, that went through a, um, almost life threatening medical experience will know that yeah, sometimes you don't look the same after a stroke. Sometimes you don't look the same after recovering from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And I think this, and it looks like this is the case with him. He went through something that we still don't know. That about. We still don't know, but from the sound of it, could have taken his life. And he uh, and he addressed that in a video on Instagram and wanted y'all to know that yeah we didn't we didn't put a little a lot of information out there about it my daughter didn't put a lot of information out there about it because honestly because I didn't want y'all to know cuz it's not your fucking business it's not i mean he was very polite about it it was just you know i didn't want y'all to see me like that and i didn't want y'all to know that i was going through that i wanted y'all to see me in better in a in a in a good light like y'all always do uh, positive and you know being jovial and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, all I got from that was it's not your fucking business and shut the fuck up. Uh, you conspiracy theory niggas are crazy, are wild. I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why y'all would want something less than positive to be going on with this man. Mind your fucking business and politely just shut the fuck up. 
Oh, got to and politely. I'll say it again. Politely. <laughs> um, I'm having a day with the sound effects. I don't know uh, what's going on today. Um, it's because I asked at the beginning. It's my fault. Now you're thinking about it. Now I'm you, thinking about it. Now about I'm overthinking it. it. Um, I shouldn't have said nothing. I shouldn't have said nothing. So yeah, let's give you nosy fucks the biggest shut the fuck shut up. The fuck um. It's not supposed to be funny, but a little kid saying "shut the fuck up" is always going to be the funniest thing to me, man. One of these days, I'm going to play. One of these days, I'm going to play the whole clip that that came from. Because uh, again, not supposed to be funny, but I would have, I would have been in that room. I would have been in that room setting the worst example <laughs> for all those children. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, but again, very happy. Very happy. He's back. Um, World needs more positivity like what Jamie Foxx has to offer, man. Hit him with the air horns, man. Okay. So we have to talk about Carly Russell's quote-unquote disappearance. Um, This all took place, like this was taking place basically right at, like right after we wrapped up last week. Oh, yeah. Um, So it all went a little quickly. But Carly Russell was a young lady that apparently, according to her, she was in a car. Uh, she saw a baby. As she, she, she called nine one one, saw a baby on the side of the road, or on on the high or on the interstate or something. Saw a baby in diapers walking on on the interstate, and called nine one one to report it. Um, not too long after that, she disappeared. I'm using quote fingers. Yeah. Uh, she disappeared. Uh, it was very. It was a very dramatic couple of days, and she apparently turned up at her parents' house. I guess. Um. Maybe not even forty eight hours later. Um. Somewhere around there, like something almost, like that. Like two days after. Apparently, all this turned out to be a hoax. Yeah. We don't know. We don't have a lot of information about why this was a hoax, about about why she did this. We don't have a lot of information about where she was. But she faked all this shit for some reason. That happens. So, of course, you niggas came out with the Jesse Smollett jokes. You niggas came out with the, with the um, com- comparisons to Megan Stallion. All of it was corny. Very corny. And I just want to get this out of the way. I don't know why she did this. Honestly, I don't care. Nobody was hurt. She's fine. That's all That's all that really matters. But the way y'all will turn on people, because five minutes earlier, you niggas were all... The, the the media's not talking about this enough. We have to be we uh, we we have to put all our all our resources in this. We have to find this girl immediately. And the minute y'all found out, and one, the minute she turned up again, y'all were like, "This is some bullshit," and made up a bunch of weird conspiracy theories as to what actually happened. Yeah, the, all the conspiracy theories be be wild, and it's more of I. I like the summary that I read 
doesn't matter what happened. If I see somebody who is a black woman missing, still going to go just as hard to make sure that she's found in the future. I'm concerned. Because generally, black women are disregarded, are looked away from the media. And we can't say that it's just this one situation where, oh, well, you can't trust um, someone being missing because you you got played or whatever, or there was a hoax, yada, yada, yada. Or like, I literally have had a an entire false personality live in my house who was on oh, BBC shit. News, bro. It was a white woman. Really? So, <laughs> like, I have I have seen up close what actual manipulation and long term hoax kind of shit looks like. So, you know, to see like something like this kind of go on is like, nah. Like, it, it's just that we. I feel like a lot of times we're more concerned with what goes on in our community that we over amplify anything that does go on. Correct. And so. Even in that same, in this last week, I've seen multiple Amber Alerts for young black children missing in this last week. I've seen another uh, missing woman, adult woman, after she was found within this last week. You know what I'm saying? So we, if, if, if we can't let a person who was not technically missing or whatever the situation was be a distraction from making sure we're still vigilant and looking out and supporting Correct. each other, you know? Correct. We were doing what we were supposed to be doing. And and, and this whole thing, uh, th- and there's two dumbass takes I want to address. One, oh, man, um, you know, it's it's making us, it, well, I, I hate that it's setting us back and it's making us all look bad and it's making black women look bad for whatever, uh, for whatever. First no, of all, no, let me let, let me make something very clear. That woman, whatever happened to that woman, is not a reflection of everybody. Whatever that woman did is not a reflection of everybody. Everybody ain't responsible. She got to be responsible for now. Now that we know what it really is, she got to be responsible for herself. Um, every person, and she doesn't owe us any kind of behavior because every person you see on shade room is not necessarily our deputized representative for the entire diaspora. Mm -hmm. That's whether she, whether she, what happened, whether it was a hoax or not, she doesn't owe us that y'all don't know that girl from a can of paint. Y'all don't know where she was. Y'all don't know what's going to happen from here. Whatever consequences she has to go through, she's going to go through that, and she's going to see those consequences, I imagine, at a disproportionate rate from um, a white person that would pull this shit. Yep. Um, And I think it's in those moments... And I think it's in those moments. That it, right. I mean, am I, am I wrong? You're not wrong because I know firsthand... And she's going to see those consequences one way or another. And I think that's where we get lost. I think we get lost in, well, she did this, so she got to eat this L. And I think probably if and when she sees consequences disproportionately from uh, her non-black counterparts, everybody's just going to go, oh, well, fuck it, because she w- because of what she did or did not do. There is no perfect victim. 
There's no perfect victim in these situations. And I say that because, yes, sometimes people did what they did. Sometimes, it's, and the goalpost is always going to move. Uh, uh, Eric uh, Eric Garner was selling Lucy cigarettes outside outside the uh, convenience store. They didn't have to kill him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my man that uh, that uh, I want to say died in Rikers. It was off of some bullshit. He was there off of some bullshit. I I I saw a. I saw a story where a guy in maybe Georgia somewhere died died in in prison in jail um over over something minor but the conditions of his cell were beyond unsanitary mm. and a huge part of why he uh why he died mm. he, I I, I cuz I forget the guy's name yeah yeah and it's sad that I forget the guy's name because there's so many of these that happen now. But there is no perfect victim. Sandra Bland was talking back, according to some people, was talking back to the police officer or whatever. She didn't need to die for that. She didn't need her shoulder broken for that. Correct. There is no perfect victim in any of these situations. And to think that we should be less vigilant and to think that we should be less compassionate and show less grace to this person. For all we know, that woman's going through mental health issues. We don't know. And nobody asked those questions. Everybody just wanted the questions pertinent to what was going to be salacious and hit the shade room. Yeah, I don't. And I think it almost goes back to the same Jamie Foxx aspect. Look, if she's found, then it's no longer our business. Correct. Entertaining, fine. You That's what you want to be entertained by, but... To feel like you it's, are owed explanations and et cetera of what's what's really happened, it doesn't matter. All, She's safe now, and for the people who are in her circles, that's that's within their circles. Yeah, she so she don't owe us shit. And then this other thing where oh well, she was uh she was taking away uh, she was taking away resources from real emergencies, and there are probably real black women there were probably black women that need real help, and she was taking resources away from them. Let me make you understand something. One. She's not taking away resources. That's their job. That's their job. No matter what happened or didn't happen, it's their job to uh, disseminate. It's, it's their job to examine the information carefully and make sure this person is safe and make sure this person got home safe. Um, and if there's sinister doings at the root of it, it's their it's emergency services job to root it out. They're doing their job. Uh, the other thing about this, my feelings on some, because somebody did say, oh, well, this is diminishing resources. Nigga, please. Diminishing resources implies that black women are given or that there are proper resources given to finding missing black women, that mm-hmm. there are proper resources given to, given to black women in instances of sexual assault. In instances of uh, human trafficking, in instances of rape, there are more. There are more. Unt- you can't look at the number annually of untested rape kits. Jeez. And then talk to me about resources being wasted. <laughs> no rational mind can hold those two thoughts in the same in the same space. 
That's crazy. It's And it's very much giving... I feel like the people who say this shit are the same people who get mad when the riots break out and somebody busted up a CVS. I promise you CVS will be okay. I promise. They're insured. They're, they're, a, they're a global... They're a global organization. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll be fine. And same goes for emergency services. They're doing their job. Nobody's, get, nobody's getting a pay cut because Carly Russell went missing or didn't go missing. Mm-hmm. And, and, they're not putting those, and they're not putting those resources to us properly anyway. So fuck that. Who gives a fuck? Um, and it's another instance of just wanting people to show grace and respect and dignity to these people. Um, and if she is going through some mental health shit, uh, that's going to be embarrassing for a lot of you, uh, loud mouth motherfuckers. Um, another instance of lack of grace, (sighs) sexy red, the rapper that sings pound town. Mm-hmm. She got a new track? No, 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 no. She's uh, she's still working this record. Okay. She showed up. There's footage that went around on the social medias where she showed up at a school performing Pound Town. And niggas on social media lost their fucking minds. It was just, oh, my God, why is she singing this to high school kids? Um, everybody at that high school need to be fired. Y'all, y'all have short memories, dog. Was Luke performing at high schools? No, but Belle Biv DeVoe was. Well, no, somebody did tell me that. Somebody did. Uh, somebody out of Florida did tell me that Trick Daddy and Trina that was good. definitely was, performed at high schools. That was going to be my next one was uh, Trick Daddy and Trina if they were performing at high school. I mean, I don't know. Like, I they're just, work. That's who they're working these records for. These these records skew towards yeah, like just fifteen to eighteen year olds and eighteen to twenty one year olds. That's who they skew to. That's who they skew to. But that, I don't know. I, I I won't say it's necessarily like the greatest to put in. They're playing, the but music I wouldn't that those say like, like. I I wouldn't say like singling it out. Those kids is, are singing those songs. Is, is I don't know. It's I don't I'm th- still lost in it. I'm still lost in it. It's I don't just, think I don't think we because I don't think we have these judgments when it's black men in rap. I don't think these we have these judgments. No, we don't. As a matter of fact, no, we don't have these judgments when it's black men in rap. You know how I know? I was 17, about to turn 18. My first freshman orient well, freshman orientation. Everybody in there is 17 or 18. Mm. By the way, being 17 or 18 does not immediately make you un-high school-like or mature. Just so just so we're clear. 17 years old, sitting in freshman orientation. Just graduated high school two months ago. You know who came? You know who came to our orientation? David Banner. And I'm talking about before David Banner turned into like Dr. Umar number two. Mm -hmm. David Banner. What do you think David Banner's most 
famous song that everyone knew the words to was Like a Pimp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they know we run train choo-choo all night. How could your gal be with me and fuck with you all night? But it's all right, because you know we don't kiss. Like Too Short said, bitches ain't shit. I tried to told you that most girls really freaks, and this is how they got to make their money every week. If you were okay with 17-year-olds. It's college. Two months. It don't matter. Most graduations were two months. And this is, and this is, we have to have, but we but have to fresh, have. Freshman high school is not freshman college, bro. Senior high school. I ain't, I ain't freshman about, college. I ain't talking about the seniors. Freshman high school. What? Is not freshman college. What I'm asking is, what in two months took place with kids internally, not the ceremonial shit. What happened in two months that suddenly makes kids not mature enough to hear this to kids suddenly being mature enough to hear this? This is why I ask these questions because it feels like because legally these kids are of a certain age that we dismiss them, that we dismiss them as immediately being mature. They're not. No. But at a high school? They're singing these songs. Yeah. They're singing these songs in the hallways. They're singing these songs at home. They're, they're going to be singing these songs no matter what. So, it, it, you know, if you're making the decision to have a, specially, a special assembly where everybody's sitting around uh, listening to the cast of VeggieTales, I don't know what to tell you, dog. And that's know. we just didn't have people come to a high school to perform. I don't know. I definitely like, I, and I. That's def- why I was surprised. Like, and we're definitely. I mean, the- college, yeah. And I'm, I agree with you. It's not difference. There's not. There's not much of a mental difference between a senior in high school and a freshman in college. Tiana Trump started her career while she was a senior in high school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So. Did not know that. <laughs> Did not know that. Like, yeah. So I, I get it, right? Just right. because you're legally of age doesn't mean that you are mentally Correct. of a mature stature or making the wisest of decisions. But there is a difference in a four-year span if you're dealing with some high school. Well, yeah. And I don't know I don't know the school or whatever who was in attendance. So right. I, I don't know if that's what the situation is. But we're talking about I'm, – I'm referring to just in general. Yeah, yeah. You bring in, like, a performer Correct. to a school – I'm thinking more of a freshman than I am of the senior. Senior, fine, Fair whatever. enough. Like, they in school, but for freshmen and sophomores, and they going through weird puberty heads already, yeah, they still listen to it, but a performance? But also, but then also, again, are we this hard on them when it's when it's men? Because let me tell you, I'm old enough to remember that Belle Biv DeVoe, was at every school. And Belle Biv DeVoe does not have a wholesome song in their repertoire at all. Backstage, underage. Oh, yeah, nah. I rem- and we don't even have to go back that far to New Edition. Soldier Boy was at every school Superman in that hoe. 
Do y'all know what Superman that hoe actually means? It's when you jump to the side. <laughs> and you do the hands. And you go, oh. <laughs> Superman means, Superman that hoe in the, in the context of Soldier Boy means bust on her back and put the sheet on her back to make it stick. I shit you not. He was at every school screaming Superman that hoe. Do you think the kids knew what that meant? Yes. I didn't. Yes, they did. That's why they. That's why it was so funny to them because they get no for all the teachers that think this is actually talking about Superman. Bro, I was today years old. You just found that out just now on this podcast. You think I listen to Soldier Boy? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I'm just saying. Man, I was DJing at the time. All I know is I had 18 different remixes of Superman and all these dumbass variations of Batman and, and the, the Urkel and whatever dumb shit people wanted to put out as music. But if it was popular, it was getting played. And I think that's part of the thing is that I think some of these teachers are just trying to lighten up a little bit. Some of these administrators are just trying to lighten up a little bit. And if you had it, and not only that, the part that didn't get talked about was that she, uh, all them seniors got uh, haircuts. They got haircuts, and they got the and the women got their hair done for prom. So it was for the seniors. Yeah. Okay. They were See, getting, that, they, that's they, what I'm saying. I didn't have the, I didn't yeah. I didn't have the full context of okay. which I'm, I'm making. I, okay, now I see why you're focused on what's the difference between. Yeah, I get it. If if you're dealing that with with the seniors, then they're 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 practically adults on the way to being adults. I and, and yeah. seniors always end up getting special treatment in high school. Yeah. Okay. I can um, see that. And so I just it's just weird to me, and it's weird to me that people are so hard on these young women, and. Because it, it, I'll, I'll throw another one out there for you. Okay. Again, we could have a whole, we could have a whole Sukihana thing. <laughs> we could whole, we could have a whole Suki watch. What what happened to Sukihana now? She was in like London or something. Um, looking real good, by the way. She was in London, and she was out on the street. It was a it was a couple of cameras following her. It was uh, somebody recording her for social media. And she was out in the middle, walking across the street, going, "We out here in London, trying to get my coochie scratched." Scratched? It's I don't understand. It's a little extreme, but she's trying to get some dick. Oh, she's like trying to get my coochie scratched, and everybody lost their fucking mind and called this woman and was calling this woman a uh, uh, disgusting, uncivilized, whatever. Which was very extreme to me. I had because it was whole, on social media. Um, yeah, they were dragging her on social. I'm, what, I'm, I'm looking for it now. What? What? Very extreme. What? What? And what? what fucks people upset about? I don't understand. And what fucks me up about how they treat Sukihana is not. This is not escape my notice. When it's her, she's un, she's uncouth and she's uncivilized and she's all this bullshit, but. Back when it was Cardi's turn and she was doing it, oh, she's genuine and authentic and, you know, uncompromising. 
and all this bullshit. She was on the she was on the red carpet for the the Grammys, I guess, talking about how she feels excitement all deep down in her vagina. Her actual words, by the way. And I'm not judging either one of these women for what they're saying. <laughs> but I just noticed how the dark skinned woman is being treated for it. And Cardi was allowed to make a whole brand out of it. Mm. And it's it's very disingenuous. And, it, and it, you know, it's I, I digress a little bit because I'm getting away from the ultimate point. But just how we parse these things and that the women seem to be getting at the worst, especially the the dark skinned black women, it would seem. Megan Stallion is what I would consider to be dark skin, darker skin maybe, mm. and they definitely make her the head CEO of degrading this and no values that. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, like we said last week. With the young people overall, I feel like I feel like people are working with a a short memory. But then when you involve dark skinned women, it feels even worse and it feels nastier. Honestly, I'm looking for this video because I tell you, uh if I find it, it's gonna be on the next uh sound effect bank. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. That shit was because as far as I'm concerned, this shit was hilarious. Going right next to the I ain't had no sex. Going right next to it. And I feel like and I and and I feel like this is the, the head of the black incels screaming they had is screaming I ain't had no sex. Honestly, I just wanted to play that because I've been missing the uh, I've been missing that one. I've, that, that is still one of the funniest things that happened on the. the have you heard where that comes from? What the the, the no sex? Yeah, that's still one of the funniest things that ever happened on the internet. That's hilarious. I still laugh at that shit. Here it is. As a matter of fact, where is? It? Let me go ahead and. When she take off running down that aisle. No, no, no. I'm talking about Suki. Oh, back to Suki. Gotcha. Yeah. And. See if I can get it to play. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my coochie stretched. I'm trying to get my coochie stretched and eat a nigga's ass. Eat a nigga's ass. We be eating niggas' ass today in London. Period. Baby, you trying to get this coochie stretched? So like a guy Just with like a rough tongue. Mm-hmm. And, and here's coochie stretched. And now I have trying to get my coochie stretched mm-hmm. and eat a nigga's ass. Eat a nigga's ass. We be eating niggas' ass today in London. Oh, I see now. So I see the whole thing, and I'm I'm still in support of Suki, but I see why some why I see what what's up with these niggas now. She said this dead in front of a group of white people, old white people trying to cross the street. <laughs> and honestly, I think that makes this ten times better. <laughs> I think this. I think that. I think that makes this perfect. This, wait, let me hear it again. Trying to get my coochie stretched and eat a nigga ass. Eat a nigga ass. We be eating niggas ass today in London. Period. Baby. I'm trying to get this coochie stretched. 
First of all, y'all are so fuck. Y'all act. Y'all are so fake. Y'all are so fake and brand new. Y'all say worse than this on your IG stories. When the second you get on vacation, every time. Hmm. Oh, I seen it, and I'm fine with it. I think deep down, I've said it. In every nigga, in every nigga, every woman, every black person, deep down, there's a Sukihana trying to get their coochie scratched. You know, I'm just going to say I'm channeling my inner Sukihana when I'm trying to get my dick wet. Feel free to scratch them. And I can say that I, because I embrace the feminine side. I embrace <laughs> the feminine side of me. We have to start embracing our male, our our masculine and feminine sides equally. I too, I feel you, Suki. I too, <laughs> trying to get my coochie scratched. Don't let these niggas act brand new on you, because they trying to get their coochie scratched too. <laughs> and the fact, and the fact that no one is lining up to scratch their coochie. The way that the niggas are probably lining up to scratch your coochie, and apparently this includes Dr. Umar. It makes them mad inside. Don't be mad. It makes them upset inside because they have not been given a safe space to admit that they too need their coochie scratched. <laughs> and you had the temerity. To create your safe space in public in front of old white people. And express what you and ex- need. And express, the, and, and express the, that you are going to have your needs met come hella high water. Mm-hmm. And that need was you, your need to get your coochie scratched. And make a meal out of them. And eat a nigga's ass. I ain't going to lie. They talk about a bet. I'd scratch it. <laughs> I'd scratch it. I would. I, these are my, I, you know, I always say there is no way to be black. So I try not to alienate myself from the ratchet. And I kick it with the ratchet just as tough as I kick it with the squares. Oh, thanks, man. No problem, man. Anytime, bro. And. I want for this woman what she wants for herself. You you find a nigga and you make him scratch that coochie. Salute to Sukihana. Salute to Sexy Red. Sexy Red, who, on a side note, <clears throat> the, the internet was talking about it, just randomly turned up in Drake's lap somewhere. Baby. Oh. Uh, I think that's a that's a pretty good time for. Uh, so I mean, we're bringing Drake Watch back. That that I think that's a great time to bring back an episode of Drake Watch, <laughs> baby. Uh, where we talk about uh, what Six God is doing, who Six God is doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. There are always coded messages, messages to, to Rihanna. Rihanna in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Drake been outside a little bit. He was on a. You know, he doesn't do much. He doesn't do much press in terms of interviews. And I did see where he was doing an interview on somebody on some white girl's podcast that apparently takes place in some young white girl's bed. I shit you not. I shit you not. They were in some white girl's bed. 
Oz, thank you for not recording in your bed. Um, you, you're welcome. Like, I just, you're welcome. You, I would not be participating. I would uh, uh, be thumbs upping you from afar. Uh, yeah. Why, why, why are they recording in a bed? I don't know why this. I don't know why this white girl's recording in a bed. And I think Drake meant. For, I think that was part of his thing because he likes. See, Six God likes to do things that are a little unorthodox. He likes to show up in doing um, interviews in unconventional places. Um, you know, you're not gonna see Drake on Drink Champs. You're not going to see Drake on Joe Budden. That's not his, that's not really his vibe. Um, he does things like make a fake tiny desk and shit. Um, on another note, you know, they've been, thro- they've been throwing bras on stage for Drake. And I want to find this because this, I, I feel like this is one of those intersections where me and Drake, uh, have things in common. Women throwing bras. Woman has never thrown a bra at me, but I. Even I mean, even on a platonic level, I seem to kick it with women with big titties. I once um, had a bra thrown at me, and it was not the way I imagined it to go down. And I'm looking for someone. What'd you just say? It was an aggressive thrown a bra at me how aggressive it was uh okay uh we had just gotten done watching a movie go upstairs to the room i'm like i'm gonna go to the bathroom i come out the bathroom uh-huh and she's like what the fuck is this and then bow throws this bra at my face at the oh time, it wasn't her bra it was not her bra Ooh. and at the time i had a woman who was renting one of the rooms out and she was kind of getting jealous with me, like, dating this girl. And so while we were downstairs watching the movie, she went and put one of her bras in the bed. Do I know this person? I don't think you met this person. Oh, okay. No, no, that, that's not the person. It was, okay. a, it was another person. Not you the did one, ha- <laughs> no, not the one that you know. Because you, had a, because you did have a house guest. <laughs> yes. And, I didn't, and it didn't register until later that she had some magnanimous titties. Yes. Um. I'm, no, I'm it was actually, not. I think I'm more of a fan of her now than at the time <laughs> when she kept all that bullshit drama going in your house. Yeah, no, that was not the one who had the magnanimous titties. Uh, now I this, see why that nigga was stalking her. Yeah, this is the other one. I'm kidding, guys. There's no reason to stalk a woman. There's no good reason to stalk a woman. Yeah. Let me say that again. Yeah. I was kidding. There's no good reason to stalk a woman. However, this nigga was not wrapped too tight and I'm, no, that's that's Patreon. That's story time for Patreon <laughs> because that is one of the best moments I have ever experienced um, frequenting Fluent's house. Oh, God. That, that <laughs> shit was hilarious. Just in the grand scheme of it, that shit was hilarious because there's, there's a whole Marvel universe to that story. Um, rest in peace, Rashonda. I, 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 I love you and I miss you because I wish I could call you at random right now uh, to help me tell this story. Um, but be that as it may, it seems that titties are a place. I mean, first of all, titties are a universal lubricant. They're a, lu- a universal <laughs> lubricant for communication. 
Because you can talk to women about I mean, when it comes to titties, women are happy to talk about titties. Yes. Niggas you don't even fuck with on normal circumstance are willing to talk about titties. Titties can titties can bring a lot of people together. You know, I saw a tattoo recently with a woman who had a pineapple, and her friend was like, don't their pineapple things look like a bunch of titties? Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> with the nipple and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can, can see it. Now I, can't, now, now I can't ever unsee it. <laughs> so Drake was at a show, and they were, of course, they've been throwing bras at him. I think at some point they threw a cell phone at him. Uh, I need y'all to. St- oh no, that's a now that's a new wave. Yeah. They be throwing cell phones at these people. Yeah, I seen that. Someone got hit in the uh, in her face. That girl got like hit. In the, yeah, that girl got hit in the face. Um, and so Drake, who has been getting a lot of bras thrown at him, got a larger than normal bra thrown at him. <laughs> Let's see if I can play this for you. That's one of them customs. They cost money. Sure. Um, yeah, they cost money. Let me see. Let me see if we can get a. Oh, I don't know why it won't play for me. Oh, because you got it on mute. Um, Thirty-six G. Locate this woman immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that bra is going to cost about $120. I I don't want to know why you know that. My ex. Ah. She said, if you really love me, oh, then shit. you would buy a bra. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I could do that. I mean, look, now she's not <laughs> wrong. I saw the price tag. I was like, yo, no, wait, I got to save up for this. Now, look, she's not wrong because... And this is not just women with big titties. Big titties, small titties. Look, you can change. You can change your status in a woman's life completely. Buying her a bra, mm-hmm. two bras. Yeah, you can. You can change your. You can change your whole dynamic with a woman. There's and, and this is not implying that women can be bought. This is not implying that. All men are worth is their wallets. But a woman, especially a woman with big titties, will be overjoyed to come home to a brand new bra. Especially one like this. This one looks serious. Like, this shit looks serious. As a matter of fact, (laughs) this is um, one of the... uh, Someone on Twitter suggests this a... I love how Twitter turns into detectives because she definitely got to the bottom of it and gave a whole profile for the mystery person. <laughs> a whole profile based black, off of it. Black bra, padded, 36G, smelled refreshing, crisp texture. That's a woman in her late 20s. Good job, solid best friend, single, looking for fun but not too much, needs comfort and security over fancy shit. No lace <laughs> tells me she's a tough cookie and a mover and a shaker. He's right. Find her. Oh, I need, please send me that because I'm sending that to my ex right now. Like, that is describing exactly how will we met. That is wonderful. <laughs> that is wonderful. And I salute this because um, 
like in my so in my friend circle, you remember that scene in Sherlock Holmes where Robert Downey Jr. just completely gives a whole profile yes. for Watson's for Watson's like fiance? Yes. Euphonic will tell you, if he were here, he would tell you that uh I am that in the group. So if I don't fuck with you, mm-hmm. I will do a profile dating back dating back to your high school years <laughs> and embarrass you. I've never gotten this I've never gotten this notion from myself, but um uh Euphonic and Amanda seem to think that's the case. Um but yeah, I salute this. This is wonderful. And um I hope Drake finds that woman. I don't for her sanity. That's a bag, bro. For her sanity, don't do it. That's a bag, man. Because I, because I tell you, this is like this is the new Cinderella. Like this is the new Cinderella. (laughs) The new Cinderella. We gotta find the owner of this glass bra. (laughs) Baby, please, can can you try this on? (laughs) Listen, this is why I'm not rich and famous. This is why I'm not rich and famous because I've told y'all before that if I had such a level of access, I would just it would just be eight months to a year (laughs) in my whole career. Eight months to a year. That's it. Acting a fucking fool. See, that's that's why niggas. That's why niggas uh, in the industry and on social media get themselves in trouble because they don't put a limiter on their shit. Just one year of fun. Mm. One. Mm-mm. This is why this is why future got all them kids. Mm-mm. One year of fun. One one kid. Cut it off. No, 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 no. No. I and, and I get this from Daredevil because there was an issue, there was definitely an issue with Daredevil where he beat the kingpin and declared himself the king of the the, the, the king of Hell's Kitchen and went on to wipe out all the crime, just went around night after night beating the shit out of every bad guy he could find in Hell's Kitchen for a year. Yeah. And then stopped being Daredevil altogether. Got himself got himself some therapy, got himself a re, got himself a girl that wasn't crazy and just stopped being Daredevil and and the neighborhood was completely different. See, you got to be able to turn it off. You got to be able to just do what you got to do and turn it off. You have to turn it off. You know, I'm going to wish that for you. Eight to ten. Eight, no, don't eight, wish it for me. Eight months to a year. You got it, man. No, I'm just talking shit. Don't wish it for me. That's I, my, that would be my super villain origin story. You know, a good villain has a good redemption. Also true. So. Maybe. Yeah. I believe in your redemption. Thank you, Fluent. <laughs> that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I like that. I'm gonna go with that. Um, not really much in the run. There's not really much. We just have to get to. Um, we can go ahead and take a break right there. Uh, we're making pretty good time. We'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation for the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap, white people. We are back. We are black. 
We are opinionated and we are hydrating because it is too fucking hot to be drinking. Um, it, it definitely tried to melt us. Fam, it is stupid out here. I, I know this fucking, uh, I know my surface is lying to me. Talking about 77 degrees, mostly cloudy. Shut the fuck 77 up. 77 where? I was say, what the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck no, out of my your face, Your surface dog. is screwed. So my phone is saying 98 degrees. Yeah. Feels like 109. It's a bunch of bullshit. Heat advisory. This is this is not This shit has got to stop. It, this shit has got to stop. ERCOT just gave up and and, and is just gonna go bankrupt. Uh, I lost my power yesterday. Oh word? Yeah, for like 30, 45 minutes. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Yeah, nah. At it least sucks, it came but back it's not on. So bad. Yeah. yeah, some people have lost their power for definitely been multiple in the hotel. time periods. My man. Um let's see, we can go ahead and did I have anything else I wanted to pull in the rundown? Yeah, we can go ahead and uh, go into white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Man, white white people are doing donuts in the parking lot at this point. Just don't give a fuck. You're talking about a small town dude? No. Well, what well what small town dude are you talking about? <laughs> I can't remember the full quote, but they've been going in on him. Uh, basically, it's like this guy talking about this wouldn't happen. Oh, Jason, what's his face? Yeah. Well, okay, we'll get to that. I didn't have that on this one. I forgot about him. We'll get to that, though. Uh, I was really talking about um, the uh, laws being passed in Florida. Jesus. Um, to limit the To limit what is required curriculum for black history. And... As I understand it, a lot of the requirements, there's a lot of, sh- like, you, like, you're not required to talk about anything. One, you're not allowed, you're not, not allowed, you're not required to talk about anything, I want to say, post-reconstruction. What the fuck? Like, that's what, and for those of you that don't know. Reconstruction is literally after the Civil War. That's how far back they're talking about. And that's the foundation of a lot of where all the Jim Crow bullshit really kind of kicked in. Correct. And that's the foundation for trying to maintain the status quo while quote, conforming, because you had all the forced sharecropping, et cetera. You know, I don't know why I'm saying history to people who know the history, but the fact that <laughs> Florida being stupid. You don't have to talk about... Florida being that dumb. You don't have to talk about Rosewood. And this nigga trying to run for president. You don't have to talk about Tulsa. Tulsa. First of all, we're in an age where people are just now discussing Tulsa, Oklahoma, over a hundred years later, I mean, like, and when I say just now, I'm talking about in the past five years. Yeah, did you see Tom Hanks' um, response to finding out about Tulsa? No, he was flabbergasted. Like, oh, he, he was like, like he didn't know. He did not know. He was like, the, he was like, I th- I'm, he was like, not only is this an atrocity, I'm more upset that I just now found out. <laughs> see, it's that kind of shit, and. Honestly, people only really started talking about Tulsa and uh, Black Wall Street 
when Watchmen came out, when the um, yeah Watchmen on HBO, which is why cultural representation in media is so important, because we still wouldn't be talking about it were it not for Watchmen. Yep. Um, not in a general space. I feel and, like a, uh, a lot of individual conversations it still pops up. Oh yeah, and 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 I think the conversation went a little further. There was a um, Black Wall Street episode in um, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, which is why some of these some of this representation gets people asking asking questions, which is good. Um, and it looked like that. It looked like for a lot of school curriculum they were going to start discussing it um the thing that's most damning is the idea that the curriculum has to start that the curriculum was is going to start reframing slavery into something that was beneficial for black people because and i can't believe i'm saying this because it gave them skills yeah what they They're say. really trying to frame slavery and slave owners as the original job creators. What the fucking fuck? What the fuck? Slave owners were not bad. They were job creators. That Giving tells you skills. everything you need to know about capitalism. And this is not for black people's benefit. Of course it's not. It's to is to soothe and round the edges of white people's guilt. They don't have guilt. They just don't want to hear about it. That's a, okay. No, you're right. That's a fact. They don't, they're like, they're, that's a fact. They don't have guilt. This is a, ah, it drives me crazy. Um, this is a fucking mess, dog. This is a mess. This is a mess. And, I I just went to bat for Florida and Texas because my father's from Florida. Um, you went to bat for Florida. For no, no, Florida. no, 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 no. I didn't go to bat for Florida per se. But I, what I've what, over the years, what I have not liked in the past probably ten years is this idea. The Florida man. Not even just no, no. Florida man's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's funny. Um, it's this idea that Florida and Texas as representation of the South in particular, is just this weird vortex for all things bad and racist in America, which is just not the case. No, but they've hyperlized. They, so, Florida, Florida... Let me tell you something about the, about the North, about, the fucking, about these fucking Yankees. Let tell me, me tell me where I'm from. <laughs> Let me tell you something about... As somebody that has been to New York... Mm-hmm. The racism's there, y'all. Yeah. The racism is there. It just looks different. It looks different because nobody in New York gives a fuck, and people talk and people talk to each other crazy, which is also a stereotype that is not that is not so that is not as dramatic um, as living out the real thing. But when people talk crazy, they talk crazy to each other um, all the time, and nobody gives a fuck. So no, so the racism looks different. But there's still, fam. Eric Adams is out there still caping for stop and frisk. Yeah. And they are still stopping and frisking. And they're still harass and they're still harassing black people in their neighborhoods disproportionately. Yeah. And they still consider black people to be unruly, but white people to just be a little drunk and out of control uh on game nights, on St. Patrick's Day, 
shit like that. It's still going on. Boston is racism is a cash crop. It's where they make white people. Yes. Philly, not that much worse. Not that much. Not that much better. But it seems like whenever we have to talk about racism and whenever we have to talk about relocating, it's always one of these notions of we have to get the fuck out of Texas and get to somewhere that nobody realizes is more racist. Because Texas and Florida specifically are different from the other states in the South. We look at look at look at Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, mm-hmm. South Carolina, and maybe even Georgia, and you could put like their whole GDP inside of Texas. Yeah, There's influence that comes with money. There's policy setting that comes with money. Mm-hmm. And so what Texas does, what Florida does, sets the tone of acceptance that other people can conform to regardless. And so when Texas is out here wilding under Abbott and DeSantis is out here saying, hold my fucking beer and doing meth with the the cocaine bear and whatever other bullshit happens in Florida, like, yeah, people are walling in and you have Alabama literally coming in and saying, yeah, we don't care feds. We're still going to gerrymander and make sure that black people can't vote. Yeah. Because we know our people better. Yeah. Was their response to the federal judge. Which is insane on its own. <laughs> so it's just no, it it it's it sucks, right? But it it's not excusing that there's not racism elsewhere. Like you said, in in, in Boston, it's very much manufactured. Correct. Um districting in areas are very real. Support financially is very real. Um it's Boston is where I was born. Chicago <laughs> had a black site. Chicago had a black site where they could just where they could just uh detain people where they could just ran, randomly detain people indefinitely. Nobody said shit. Chicago and Detroit are very interesting. Chicago is insane. When it comes to like just the outright enforced modern day segregation that's still Hell yeah. In work. There's reasons that Flint don't have water. Or didn't have water, doesn't have water. There's reasons Flint don't have water. And there are certain places in this country that are engineered to fail. Um, which is why knowing all this, it just drives me crazy um, to hear in particular that they should just, oh, it's all, oh, they should just make Texas secede from the union. Or they should, man, get the fuck out of here. Um, we got we have and yes, Texas is fucked up in some regards, but we have to change everywhere. We have to start getting in the mindset that racism in America is a fully systemic cultural problem. Fully systemic, coast to coast, top to bottom issue that we have to change everywhere. And cauter it's not like cauterizing a wound or like on the like on those zombie movies where somebody gets infected and. Like they think that if they like tie their arm off, it'll slow the infection or whatever. It's not like that. The infection of white supremacy is everywhere, and we really have to start getting in the mindset. Um, 
your boy Jason what the fuck uh Jason what the fuck his name is with this stupid ass song about that would what, what what was it that wouldn't happen in my in my uh, <laughs> Man, I was trying to screenshot it earlier and I got distracted, but uh yeah, the, not on my watch whatever wouldn't happen in a small town. Wouldn't happen in a small town. Try that shit in a small town. Um this asshole, I don't I don't know this guy. He's some country guy. And by the way, all of y'all talking all that shit about how vi- hyper about how violent hip hop is and these is, and, it's, and it's it's ruining the culture and and it's in, it's in, it's infectious to the young people. Shut the fuck up. As I don't listen to country music, but it's my understanding that Jason Aldean is a somebody in country music. Yeah. And he's singing shit like this. Basically, basically, it sounds like the Sundown Town National Anthem. Yeah. Which basically is saying the type of violence that goes on. And first, it, it seems to go on from just talking about how the type of violence that happens in more urban communities. Oh, he ain't talking about violence. No? He's talking about the protests that happened after. Oh, he was talking specifically about protests. Yup. Okay. He specifically in this music video is calling out like the BLM protests that were going around the country talking about try this in a small town. Fam. And 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 people like Jason Triplett out here talking about if you were offended by this song, you the problem. Eat a fucking dick. What are y'all talking? Fam, if y'all don't like Black Lives Matter, just say that. That's much easier than this. And you piss off less people because there are some black people that, for reasons unknown to me, don't fuck with Black Lives Matter. Um, this, sounds like, this sounds like someone trying to speed up the rise of the, the, the return of the Dark Lord, Donald Joseph Trump. <laughs> Wait. I know how much you... I, I, I just was searching. Okay. And before you move on to... Reviving Donald Trump. I just know you needed to hear some commentary from your favorite um, intersparse guest, Mr. Jason Whitlock. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Who's also weighing in how, on this? How did, Oh, no. He has no choice but to weigh in on everything. Anywhere he walks, he's weighing in on the situation. <laughs> That man said the whole country music industry is bent over backwards trying to acquiesce and please this whole little woke crowd. And now he's got his full, you know, video segment to tie in with it. It's 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 beautiful. If Jason Wynn I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> upset you for a moment. There's too many places to go with the concept of Jason Whitlock bending over backwards somewhere. Um this nigga Grimace gotta chill. Nigga Grimace is up to it again. This nigga's this nigga's blood type is caramel. Bro. Are you serious? Yo. This nigga stands on a scale and the scale says nigga. And he talking about I'm dropping a truth bomb. Sir. Sir. You need to drop a you need, you need to drop a bomb of uh skincare on your face. That's what you need to do. Cause right, now, cause right now you, your face literally looks like a shit emoji. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? This nigga looks like the patron saint of sleep apnea. What the fuck? 
What what the hell? This man talking about is Andrew Tate a pimp or prophet? What? How did I end up on this? I'm not searching for this anymore. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, no. I'm not entertaining that. Let let Andrew Tate wither away in peace. Um, no, he didn't need to be in peace. No, he's got cancer. He's got seriously. He's got cancer. Let him. Let that man wither away. Okay. That's a horrible thing. To, that's a horrible, horrible thing to say. Cancer patients everywhere that are not Andrew Tate, stay in the fight, dog. Stay yeah. in the fight. We we're all pulling for you. We love you and we support you. Uh, through rain or shine, thick or thin. Having said that, Andrew Tate is a peak nasty motherfucker. And however and and however the fates have decided to take him out of here is however the fates have decided to take him out of here. And all we need to do is sit back, watch, and optional laugh. Um also he's a pedo piece of shit. Yeah, he he definitely was on some child trafficking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, fuck Andrew Tate, fuck Jason Whitlock. Um, no, I take it back. Jason Whitlock doesn't deserve sex. That man's seen his penis since 2002. Um, and fuck Jason, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, the stupid ass song. Try that, try that shit in my town. How about that? Try that bullshit in my town. White people got, boy, white people traffic in the audacity. (laughs) <laughs> traffic in it sell it on the black market goddamn these people drive me crazy i swear white people and definitely white women are just they're a biblical plague that got that got left in the deleted scenes of the bible they didn't see fit to warn us about white women in particular but white people yes White people are a biblical fucking plague. Send your racist stories, your real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, Fluent, anyone else here on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Also, log on to opinionswildblack.com where you can find out more about us, um, more information about Houston's Most Savage Podcast, ways to buy merch, and ways to become a patron. All patron tiers are under $10. You're not going to get a better deal than that. Um, we got uh, bonus content, exclusive merch, um, events coming up. Um, I'm going to figure out a meet and greet soon. Um, we got events coming up. We got Discord access, whole nine yards. Craig Lindsay is officially a patron, which means, <laughs> and and he is uh he's finally he's started his login for the Discord crew. That means you potentially have access to the international man of mystery. That is Craig Lindsay. That in itself is a reason. To join the Patreon. To join to join Patreon and join the Discord crew. You that is a that is a just cause. 
Um, we will be back with listener letters and top three SCFUs. Y'all know how we do it. Uh, sober conversation for the least sober team in podcasting. Houston's most savage podcast. Ask for it by name. Pour up. Clap, white people. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are hydrating, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, too hot for the bullshit. Please hydrate. Like, the amount of water that your body needs to do anything. Think. You make dumb decisions, you probably didn't drink enough water. I took a sip when he said that. <laughs> I took a sip when he said that. I don't think that's going to prevent any dumb decisions on my part, but I'm taking a sip just in case. We're taking another one. <laughs> Take that bad judgment. <laughs> um, it is time for your listener letters. Uh, one of my favorite portions. Uh, we have, oh, Hal Allen. I do remember he wanted us, he wanted to know our thoughts on secret invasion. Uh, have you watched Secret Invasion? Yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. I really do. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. I like this Secret Invasion better than I like the one in the comics. I, I like the acting. Uh, also also a good point. Uh, I love that alien... I, I love that alien roadie is more of a nigga than regular roadie. <laughs> That's always hilarious to me. He just saw this as a moment to go peak nigga. And Don Cheadle playing peak nigga is always hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite Don Cheadle moments is uh, one of my favorite movies, actually, Out of Sight. Out of Sight. Out of Sight was based on an Elmore Leonard novel uh, about a U.S. Marshal named Karen Sisko. Um, it was Jennifer Lopez was in it, and she fell in love with a thief that she was supposed to be tracking who was played by George Clooney. But the other the other criminal that he was kind of in at odds with uh was a nigga played by Don Cheadle. And basically he was protect he was uh this rich white man was paying him for his protection. Mm-hmm. And um George Clooney was like, I would t- that sounds like a bad deal and I'd tell him to fuck off. Um and if he tries to and if he kills you, then then you don't get no money. And Don Shield has this great moment where he goes, Well, he ain't just gotta die. I mean, he could I mean he could he could have an accident, like falling on a shiv or my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that to this day that is too hilarious to me. I I laugh every time I hear that line. And um but yeah, I, I do love Secret Invasion. I I like it because so the comic version was very much based around all the superheroes having dub- alien doubles or sleeper alien versions mm-hmm. of each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the I, the whole way they promoted it was a very who do you trust, who could possibly be an alien and nobody knows it. 
Um, I think at one point, like Electra turned out to be an alien. Um, it was a few of them like that. And it, but I feel like the comic never quite delivered on the mystery of who can you trust? Cause it came after civil war. So everybody just up and everybody just was kind of convinced that Tony Stark was an alien. <laughs> Cause if you thought the movie civil war was wild, he was doing some wild shit in the comics. Yeah. Um, that made people think that he was just outright evil. Um, and so everybody was just immediately convinced that Tony Stark was an alien. And there were, there were people that showed up that were allegedly, people that had been kidnapped by the aliens, um, which made them not trust the current versions, but most of them were aliens, I believe. Um, but it never really delivered on the mystery aspect for me. And um, the, the show, the miniseries, is really delivering on that and it's in a way that um is believable which is basically to me Nick Fury's last stand. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it's very focused on has Nick Fury got too old for this shit, where's Nick Fury been, all that kind of shit. And so this feels like kind of Nick Fury's last stand in a way of like Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven. Um, and it's also got a lot of the spy craft and it's, it's taking a very born identity kind of, it does have some born identity kind of solo elements to it. Solo person out there trying to take on functionality along with the organization, a whole organization. Right. Yeah. Um, so I do like that. Um, I think it's really good. Some people don't like it. I think it's, I think it's really fun. Um, who else we got here? Uh, looking at David Santiago wants to know, I have an early listener letter question is Bruce Wayne technically a Jim bro furry and is Bruce (laughs) and is Batman his fursona? I mean, DC has a guy literally named animal man and even he doesn't dress up like an animal. Beast boy turns into actual animals, but dresses in a normal costume, but Batman dresses like a bat. Yeah, he's totally a furry. 100%. I've I've felt this way for a long time. Are bats furries? Yeah, they're fur. They're fur. They're fur. Okay. Um when the the big reboot called the New 52 happened back in the day. There was a scene in a Catwoman book where Batman and Catwoman fucked in costume. He's a furry. <laughs> he's a furry. Absolutely a furry. He kept the ears on everything. They're fur- uh, he's a furry, and so is Catwoman. That's why they tried to get married. Okay. Definitely a furry. Um, you can't be that rich and not be a freak of nature outside of fighting crime. You cannot be that rich and not be a freak of nature. I mean, I don't know how to say any response to that without feeling like I need to plead the fifth. All right, then. Um, <laughs> Rob Montgomery wants to know, um, I recently read an article about Superman. There was a plan 
about casting Nicolas Cage as Superman. What are your thoughts on this particular topic? Also, I also just saw The Flash, which also prompted this question. Um, yeah. you, you know how many thoughts I have about Nicolas Cage as Superman? None. I never. I I knew this back then. I go out of my way to never think about Nicolas Cage as Superman. It's it's a fun idea. It's just, not. Yes, it's it not. Is. It's not. Just think of him like is it gone in sixty seconds, but like a Superman. Fuck no. <laughs> that was and that wasn't the. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Dude. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> imagine didn't. him taking off like that. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine Superman. That would be my. That's what I've waited for. The first time Superman goes, no fucking way, really? <laughs> no, that's not what we've all waited for, man. So Superman went through a. So the idea of what Superman would look like in the collective consciousness and would look like on screen uh, went through a lot of different changes between um, the uh, Donner and Salkine uh, Superman movies and going into what was a uh, Superman returns yeah. went through a lot of different phases, but, and I'm not going to go through the whole history of it, but Kevin Smith, uh, who did mall rats and, um, uh, clerks and all that, all those, all that, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And basically kept Ben Affleck employed through the nineties. Um, with Matt Damon. Sometimes with Matt Damon, yes. Um he had a he uh he has a whole story about how he got pulled to rewrite an existing Superman script that apparently was horrible. Um it's called Superman Lives. It exists on the internet somewhere. The script? Yes. Yeah. It is now to be fair, and with all due respect to Kevin Smith. It is equally bad. But it wasn't all his fault. The producer, John Peters, who you'll hear about lately, because John Peters is a a movie producer that started out as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, who I just learned in the past few weeks was married to Pamela Anderson for like 10 seconds. Oh. You know, people have the wildest career changes sometimes. I'm telling you, this man did nothing but fail upwards. He was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and that was just his the opening door for him. And he was a big producer on uh for Michael Keaton Batman. Okay. Um, John Peters, um, and also you'll hear about him recently because it just came out that when he dies, whether she needs the money or not, she doesn't. Pamela Anderson is still going. It's still in his will that Pamela Anderson is going to get ten uh, ten million out of him. Dang. Let me tell you something. I I am not the biggest guy about white women with blonde hair and blue eyes and all that shit. Pamela Anderson must throw a mean one. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson got got a heater for you. 10 million? Y'all were married 10 seconds. It's a million dollars a second. I guess so. God damn. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, she could, that, she's on that short list of white women that, yeah. Hey, you know, so, growing up in the 90s, that was a thing. 
Pamela Anderson was an institution unto herself in the 90s. I didn't give a fuck about Baywatch. I definitely watched the opening for her. Um, But John Peters was the primary go-to for what was going to be the Superman project during the 90s. Now, Kevin Smith's script was equally bad. But I'm not going to tell you the whole story here, but you have to watch An Evening with Kevin Smith. I will post the link somewhere if someone asks me to. But he has a great story about John Peters' input on Superman Lives, what it was called at the time. Mm -hmm. Now, all of this got scrapped because Tim Burton's people came in, and Tim Burton wanted to use his writers and all that shit. But that's where the Nicolas Cage bullshit came from. Go, Nick. I'm thrilled that Tim Burton never got to make his Superman movie because even the costume looks stupid. No, it didn't. With the lights? It was, man, that was, no. Uh, Superman doesn't need a deep collar like that and shit. No, it looked crazy. It looked crazy. (laughs) It was literally Con Air, Nicolas Cage in a Superman costume. That's horrible. That's crazy. Superman with the most fucked up hairline you've ever seen in your life. Can you imagine if he kept the Con Air accent as Superman? No, I don't. Want <laughs> it to. Would be like I can't. Nicholas I believe Cage, in truth, justice, Nic- and America. Nicholas Cage going. Dah! Oh no! Fuck that. Um. Yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for digging up those old horrible memories, uh, Rob <laughs> Montgomery. Uh, thank Dave, Thank you, David Santiago. Thank you, Hal. Uh, opinionswildblack at gmail dot com. Where you need to be, what you need to do to get in touch with me. Um, opinionswildblack.com and most of you know where to find me on social media for better or for worse. And we are now entering the final moments where we go to the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Uh, Number three is Candace Owens. Now, Fluid... favorite. Well, Fluid doesn't know this. No. But a long time ago, me and Randall made a decision. There are just some people we just kind of retire their shut-the-fuck-up jersey. And we pull it out of retirement for special occasions. Like, we, we did this for Donald Trump. We did this for Kanye West. I'm pulling it out for Candace Owens. Coming because down from Can- the rafters. Because Candace Owens is not necessarily one of those people that needs to shut the fuck up. We as a culture just need to shut the fuck up talking to her. We There's no good reason for black people as a culture to keep engaging her. Not None. Because it only makes her more powerful. Because she only takes it back to white people and goes, see how they act? And so Candace Owens uh, threw her, lot, threw her uh, opinions in about Carly Russell's disappearance. We don't need to go over what they are. We don't need to go over her stance. We don't even need, I don't even need to look up any quotes. We don't need you for this one. Stay out of this one. Stay out of, stay out of grown folks' business, bitch. Stay out of grown folks' business. This is a cultural moment that we will discuss amongst ourselves that you don't need to be a part of because you have elected countless times to not be a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. We don't need you. We don't need you for this one. Mind your business. Leave us alone. Stay over there. 
We will, in this case, we will handle our own. And you shut the fuck up. Number two. Never thought out. Maybe I've had this guy on once. Akon. Really? I don't know if this is recent or not. Uh Uh-oh. What what happened? But I knew it was stupid. Or let me rephrase. What's the context? People go on Mike Tyson's podcast to say stupid things. Mike Tyson. Now, Mike Tyson is in his in his later years has become kind of a zen, level headed, you know, mostly chill guy. Yeah, very accepting of people's way of life. He's um, also pretty pretty big on you know releasing what what's that anger that drives you. I've seen him mention that a couple times. Well, because he's high. Um, hey, you know, if that's what helps get to that zen. And Akon was on. Mike Tyson's podcast. Mike Tyson was talking about how he had done, um, how he had, oh, how he had done like twenty three and me or some shit, mm-hmm. and how he's like part Congolese. Okay, this I, I'm I'm just gonna play it for y'all because I can't believe this bullshit. No, it's not. No, I did my ancestry. Did you? You did? Yeah. Recently. I'm a n- from the Congo. I was just about to say you look Congolese. Bro. Really? I was. He got yeah. hard of a Congolese. I'm a n- from the Congo. Ain't that some bullshit? No, it's not. No. Yo, listen. Bro. Can I tell you something no. about the Congolese? This is why they at war today. Huh. The Congolese, these dudes kill gorillas with their bare hands. Yeah. That's why Mike sense. was so strong. Yeah, bro. for sure. Bro. That inner that <laughs> man, sure. it didn't matter. Yeah. Pop done. Yeah. Congolese, you're going to find a whole bunch of mics over there. Wow. But that energy is like fearless. Yeah, yeah. Conquerors. You're taking on gorillas. Straight, no, straight up. Like, yeah. they will literally go yeah. toe-to-toe with a gorilla. And... I did my... So... I don't... And he was the reason! <laughs> now... It was supposed to be a compliment. Akon routinely comes over here and does interviews where he tells African-Americans things about Africans that are complete bullshit. They are, but it's, it's you know, it's... This nigga... <laughs> this nigga said that Congolese people routinely... I didn't get all of the interview. Routinely... Fight gorillas with their bare hands and win. Mm-hmm. Let me explain something to you. Mm-hmm. The eight hundred pound gorillas. Gorillas average, average, seven to eight hundred pounds. If a gorilla gets a hold of you, he will break your limbs and strangle you with your own asshole. <laughs> And think nothing of it. What the fuck are you talking about? I liked him a lot better when he was over there in Africa, building, uh, building free, building free or cheap, um, cost energy cities with free or cheap energy for people, mm-hmm. um, and not having thoughts about the world or expressing himself about opinions about anything. Every time he comes to America, 
comes on one of these podcasts, one of these shows, and opens his mouth about a thing, it is stupid. Every single time. And it's not like Umar's stupid. Because Umar is just a, Umar is a con artist. (laughs) So he's not stupid. He's just what they call crazy like a fox. Akon is stupid like a tree stump. What the fuck are you talking about? You literally came on Mike Tyson's podcast (laughs) to give a whole fucking monologue about fighting gorillas. Have you done the 23andMe? No. No. All right. Well, you let me know when you get your results. I'm going to tell you what animal your people fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shit. I don't need need any insight into that. You know, your ancestors fought toucans with spoons (laughs) and milk. Like, Akon sounds like he's been doing this since high school. He just tells people things that are not true about Africa for pussy. <laughs> I'm convinced of it. Yeah, yeah, girl. I got, I, I got, I, I got a whole acre worth of goats. In my see, in my country, the more goats you have, oh, he does all that shit. I know he does. I know he does. See, that nigga's the original scammer, dog. Like I'm telling you, this nigga's. A, oh yeah, girl. I'm. We all know I'm. I'm 80th in line for the throne. For not, the throne of what, nigga? Not 80th in line. I'm 80th in line for the throne. So, you know, if the top half of the continent ever gets assassinated, yeah, this nigga just. This nigga's crazy. It's, it, I, oh man, that, that's almost too much time for Akon. Shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> and number one is just hilarious. Um, those of you that don't know Just Hilarious, you probably represent 75% of uh, America, actually. Yeah, um, I'm in the lost portion. You're going to have uh, to she's one of these, She's one of these Instagram comedians. Um, she's done a couple episodes of Love and Hip Hop. She's like the, she was like the third, fourth funniest person on the Lil Rail show. Um, she's, it, it, she's uh, anytime she opens her mouth with opinions, about political things, it's always stupid. It's always borderline uh, something phobic. When last time it was Islamophobic, she was on a plane. She saw a Middle Eastern dude, and she started telling people she was scared for her life because she thought he was a bomber. Oh wow! Um, now she and again, I, this is not something I want to spend a hell of a lot of time on. Um, she was on the Twitters or something else. Uh, further ruining her career. Um, basically talking about um, trans people and how trans women do not menstruate, which is not completely true. Um, first of all, there are different levels and different ways to be trans. And I'm not going to get too hard into this because... I am not 100% informed on it, but I'm informed enough to tell Jess Hilarious that she's wrong and unresearched. And 
I don't understand what it is about some cishet women that they have to hound these trans women into into the depths of hell. The existence of trans women does not take away from all that makes you from all that makes you a woman. Yeah. The existence of trans women does not take away from your for from your rights and your right to be whatever it is you want to be. Those those people are just living their life. You're just living your life. Y'all can do that separately or y'all can do that together, but leave these people alone. That's all that's that's my whole issue. And also nobody fucking asked you. Nobody asked you. It's another one of these where is Ja Rule's opinion? Like the Dave Chappelle joke where he's like where uh where it was nine eleven, they were asking Ja Rule's opinion on nine eleven. It's like why the fuck do we need to know what Ja Rule thinks about any of this? Why the fuck do we need to know what Jess Hilarious um who I have yet to hear be funny. Um, She's hilarious. According to her. And only her. Um, Why do we need to know what you think about these things? Sticks is telling jokes. And actually maybe maybe get good at that before you start having opinions about other people's lifestyle and the world. And mind your fucking business. Every time I hear about her, it's ne- it's never positive. It's either you be it's either you having a stupid, having a stupid dumbass opinion about the world around you, or it's you getting cheated on by Country Wayne. So, what? honestly, just deal with those things in your personal life, um, and deal with the level of humiliation that you've suffered at people that are just as unfunny as you, and just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's not hard. Give her another one. Fluent, have we done a podcast? Yeah, I think we've done a podcast. It feels like we've done a podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being on this journey. I love y'all for it. Stay hydrated. Please stay hydrated. Uh, uh, Church announcements from... I did my answer. Shut up, Mike. Uh... (laughs) Church announcements, fluent, anything? Performance coming up, anything? Uh, not yet. I'll I'll put that out when we get closer in. Okay, uh, right on, right on. S- still, still getting the details in, but uh, recently, uh, right about now, started another series, uh, Bars Fest, and so instead of doing a poetry slam, they are doing head to heads. And a lot of people enjoyed it. And okay. the very next day, I had like three different people basically like, hey, no, Fluent, you need to be in the next Bars Fest. So my opponent has been selected. Um, he has agreed to the terms. Okay. And when he gets back from San Francisco with Brave New Voices, uh, when the date is scheduled, it will be Outspoken Bean versus the Fluent one. <laughs> so we might have to, you know, cut, have him come guest in um, on Opinions While Black before Bars Fest have, Part 2. Have y'all do a little weigh-in. <laughs> it's going to be the shortest weigh-in in human history. It's going to total like 200 pounds altogether. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm, I'm hitting the gym. I'm hitting the pool. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be ready. In fact, I'm going to the pool right after this. 
I I'm I'm gonna hold you to that. Um I don't have shit I don't have shit coming up but the next episode. Um I'm working on some things. Those are long term. No church announcements on this end. Um as far as I know, right now we will be back next week. We'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Um that's really all I got. Other than that, um we will be back. This has been episode two twenty nine of Opinions While Black. Oh, join Patreon. Yes, definitely join the Patreon. Join Patreon. Uh, become a part of that conversation. Um, Two twenty nine of opinions. While black, I have been Oz. I am the fluent one, and as always, imparting titties. Find that woman, Drake. Find her before I do. Thirty six G. It is ninety five degrees in the shade, bro. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Big ass titties. Bye, niggas.